Good morning, everyone, and God bless you. It's good to be gathered again with like-minded people to propagate the word of God. <clears throat> and so, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you as we come waiting before you this morning. We thank you for your love, for your goodness, for your grace, and for your favor. We bless you because in you, we live and move and have our being. Your humble servant comes to you this morning asking that you would help me to speak as an oracle of thine. We give it all to you. Holy Spirit, take control. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. My topic is when life is interrupted, hope in God. Our scripture is found in 1 Samuel 1, 4 through 18. Okay, read yours. Yeah. <clears throat> Now there was a certain man of Ramathaim, Zophim, of Mount Ephraim, and his name was Elkanah, the son of Jeroham, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zoph, and Ephrathite. And he had two wives. The name of one was Hannah, and the name of the other, Penina. And Penina had children, but Hannah had no children. And this man went up out of his city yearly to worship and to sacrifice unto the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. And the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, the priests of the Lord, were there. And when the time was that Elkanah offered, he gave to Penina his wife and to all her sons and her daughters portions. But unto Hannah, he gave a worthy portion, for he loved Hannah. But the Lord had shut up her womb. And her adversary also provoked her sore, for to make her fret, because the Lord had shut up her womb. And that as he did so year by year, when she went up to the house of the Lord, so she provoked her. Therefore, she wept and did not eat. Then said Elkanah, her husband, to her, Hannah, why weepest thou? And why eatest thou not? And why is thy heart grieved? Am not I better to thee than ten sons. So Hannah rose up after they had eaten in Shiloh and after they had drunk. Now Eli the priest sat upon a seat by a post of the temple of the Lord and she was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. And she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hope, if thou wilt indeed look on the affliction of thine handmaid, 
and remember me and not forget thine handmaid, but will give unto thine handmaid a man-child, then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life, and there shall no razor come upon his head. And it came to pass, as she continued praying before the Lord, that Eli marked her mouth. Now Hannah, she spake in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought she had been drunken. And Eli said unto her, How long wilt thou be drunken? Put away thy wine from thee. And Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Count not thine handmaid for a daughter of Belial, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief have I spoken hitherto. Then Eli, Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant thee thy petition that thou hast asked of him. And she said, Let thine handmaid find grace in thy sight. So the woman went her way and did eat, and her countenance was no more sad. We know a couple of things about Hannah. She had a godly husband. She was the favorite wife. She had a God-ordered barrenness. Her enemy taunted her, so she fretted. She was in grief, so much to the point that she went on a hunger strike. And she prayed in anguish. And in her prayer, she said, remember me. Her husband also was very considerate and compassionate. But when we think of Hannah's prayer, how she asked the Lord in verse 11 to remember me, we can also think of the thief on the cross. He also prayed, remember me. And we know he got a response from the God of his salvation. Hannah also, her life was interrupted with barrenness. But we find that the, the religious leader who was expected to be compassionate, he was misguided, as we look at verse 12. It says, And it came to pass, as she continued praying before the Lord, 
that Eli marked her mouth. Eli was so misguided that he listened, he looked at her mouth, but he lacked the discernment to see her heart because she was broken. He was religious, but he lacked wisdom. In Romans 10 and verse 2, we read that the, the word says, God's hope for Israel was that they would have knowledge. They had zeal, but it was without knowledge. When we reach our places of interruption in life, we are looking for comfort. We're looking for consolation. But Eli was not discerning of spirit. He jumped to a conclusion. As a matter of fact, he even detailed his conclusion so much that he decided he knew what she was drunk on. He said it was wine. If we remember the day of Pentecost, when the disciples functioned in the power of the Holy Ghost, those bystanders around also thought they were drunk. And that's because they also had no discernment of spirit. Eli, the religious leader, was unstable in judgment. If we compare verse 14 along with verse 17, in verse 14, and Eli said unto her, how long wilt thou be drunken? Put away thy wine from thee. But it's the same Eli in verse 17 that said, Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant thee thy petition that thou hast asked of him. Anna stated her situation. She said, I'm not drunk. I am of a burdensome spirit. My life has an interruption and I need divine intervention. And so, although we didn't see in the scripture where Eli stated what her prayer was all about, we find Eli telling her, go, and God would grant her request. Hannah found favor. She asked for God's favor. And so she left with hope that God would grant her request the request that only she and God knew. If we go down to verse 20 of the same 1 Samuel 1, we will find it says the process of time. Wherefore, when it came to pass, when the time was come about, 
after Hannah had conceived, that she bare a son and called his name Samuel, saying, Because I have asked him of the Lord. Hannah had to wait, hopefully, in the process of time for her request to be granted. When her request was granted, we find Hannah singing in 1 Samuel 2 and verse 2. Hannah sang, There is none holy as the Lord. There is none beside thee. Neither is <clears throat> there any rock like our God. There is none holy as the Lord. When Hannah hoped in God and she got her request, she remembered to sing her praises to God. <clears throat> Your name may not be Hannah, but your situation may be similar. Hannah asked for favor. But when we look at Mary, the mother of Jesus, in Luke 1, starting at verse 26, Mary did not ask for favor. As a matter of fact, to Mary, favor was an interruption in her life. Mary had a cousin named Elizabeth, who was also barren. And the angel appeared to Zechariah, her husband, and told him that in the process of time, Elizabeth would have a child. And we find that that was going to be the confirmation that Mary needed when she received her promise. We know a little bit about Mary. She was engaged. She had wedding plans. And she could think about nobody but her prince. But then in verse 28, we find there was a divine interruption. You see, with Hannah, the interruption came from her adversary, Penina. And whether we realize it or not, we all have at least one adversary. That adversary, Penina, rubbed it in Hannah's face to say she was barren. What Penina did not know was that Hannah's barrenness was God-ordered. We have to be careful about our 
responses when we see other people's interruption. Just in case we are speaking against what God has ordered. Mary's divine interruption came via an angel. He said, blessed are you among women. Okay, so we can just imagine Mary being hopeful because all she could think about was her wedding, her Prince Charming. And so, well, if God sent someone to tell her that she was blessed, it must be that he is talking to her about the upcoming wedding. So he says, you're blessed among women. If we recall the story of Jacob, when he wrestled with the angel, he did not want the angel to leave him. And he told him, I will in not let you go until you bless me. Genesis 32. But look at what that blessing brought Jacob. It left him with a limp. Sometimes our blessings may leave us in a condition or situation that we're not too happy with. So when Mary heard that she was blessed among women, and this came through a message from an angel, I think in the back of Mary's mind, she thought about, now, who orders blessings? What does it look like? And we might ask ourselves the same question. Okay, Father, you say I am blessed, but what does it look like? What does this blessing look like? For Hannah, her blessing looked like hope that she would get her request. For Mary, her blessing, the matter of fact, the angel continued. And he not only said she was blessed, he said she was highly favored. So wait a minute. Mary had no clue what that blessing meant and that high favor. Because like I said, she had one thing in mind, her upcoming wedding. It was going to be perfect. All the guests would be so excited and Joseph would give her everything her heart desired. But then Mary and the angel had a conversation. When the Holy Spirit prompts us, do we try to reason with him 
and to tell him why what he is saying can't be so. The angel realized that Mary was concerned. He could see that questioning look on her face. And he told her, don't be afraid. You have found favor with God. She did not understand the possibility of what the angel told her. She was going to have a child. But Mary said, oh, maybe you are mistaken because I am not even married. So how come you're telling me you are an angel, you came from God, and you are telling me something that is impossible? Proverbs 3 and verse 5 tells us, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. Mary could not receive the message. This interruption in her life that was going so well, it was so smooth. And so Gabriel told her, trust in the Lord. You may not understand it, but trust in the Lord. You know, if we say we trust God, then we should be walking in faith with hope in our heart. And so when, when Mary thought about it and she gave all her reasons why it was impossible for her to have a son, then maybe later after she was married, but not now, she found hope. She reached for hope. Okay, if God said it, then I must hope. And therefore, Mary came to her resolve. She said, be it unto me according to thy word. Those are not easy words for us to say when we do not understand. Mary also sang her song after she had hope because she received the confirmation from her cousin Elizabeth who was supposed to be barren and now she was going to have a child. Then Mary said, well, it has to be. And so in Luke 1, 46 and 47, Mary sang her song. My soul magnify the Lord. <clears throat> My soul magnifies the Lord. And my spirit praise his name. Even death could not hold him captive. Even in the grave, he is the Lord. Even death could not hold him captive. Even in the grave, he is Lord. 
So we see these two women whose lives were interrupted, but they had different outlooks. <clears throat> if we should compare Hannah and Mary, Hannah was married, Mary was engaged. Hannah wanted a son, Mary not wanting a son as yet. We see Hannah vowing unto the Lord because she believed what Eli told her. Then we see Mary surrendering, be it unto me according to thy word. They both hoped in God. Hannah believed the priest. Mary believed the angel. But they both had conversations. They were both ladies in waiting with a, di with a different outlook. But we see that the conversation that the conversation that Hannah had, she was bearing her soul to Eli. The conversation that Mary had, she was defending herself to Gabriel. Now, as we are in the Advent season, we're in a time of waiting, expecting, and preparing. Some of us just for Christmas, others of us for the second coming. You see, when we learned about Jesus to begin with, our Savior, he walked with the disciples for a time, and then he was crucified, resurrected, and he ascended. But the angel appeared to the disciples, two angels appeared to them and said, this same Jesus that you see going, he shall come again. And so in our season of Advent, even though we're looking forward in a couple of weeks to celebrate Christmas, but our hope is in Christ and his second coming. How has your life been interrupted? And I think the answer to that question depends on whom you ask. How has your life been interrupted? Globally, we could answer, it has been interrupted by the pandemic. Nationally, we could say it has been interrupted by the recent elections. Personally, we have various answers. But the similarities that we all have is that there is hope. In this pandemic, many people become hopeless and we hear of them ending it all. 
but because we have hope, the hope that makes not ashamed. We can hope in God. We have a remedy for any interruption that we may face in life. As we look at Psalm 42, the psalmist was honest, not just with himself, but with God. And sometimes we find it hard to be honest with ourselves because our interruption doesn't make sense. It says, as the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. Hannah, in her interruption with Penina, she decided to run to God. Her soul was longing after God because she realized that her hope and her answer would come not just from her husband, but from God himself. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? How are we today? Are we thirsting for the living God? Have we decided to run to him? And the enemy seeks to lurk in the dark at night. When you are in bed and all kinds of thoughts go through your head. And you are restless. But the psalmist was so honest, he decided to do some positive self-talk. Verse 5. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God. Hope thou in God. Hope thou in God. When our souls become upset, when we feel unrest, and so many different things may cause us to feel some amount of unrest, we can speak to ourselves and say, self, hope in God, because he is the health of our countenance. Sometimes we look outside to others, and sometimes we look to ourselves, our own reasoning, to find hope and to find answers. But we are reminded that our hope is in God. We admit that we feel hopeless sometimes. We admit that we cannot understand the interruption or even worse, the purpose for the interruption. But while we wait for him, let us hope in him. Verse 11 says, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? 
and why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him. See, when we hope in God, we can make our resolve be that we shall praise him. Because it is in praising him that our enemy is scattered. It is in praising him that our hope is restored if we have lost it. It is in praising him when we stop looking at our situation and start focusing on him. So when our life is interrupted, let us hope in God, run to him, praise him, give him glory, because then we exalt him. And remember, it is all about him and what he wants to do also in the process of time. It may not happen right away. It may not be when we want it. But if we hope in him, he will give us the grace to go through the process of time. God bless you. I hand over to Pastor Ann. Good morning. I know as we heard from Pastor Olive, thank you for that word. Thank you for the blessings of allowing the Lord to use you because it's a timely word. It's a word that is on time and it speaks to every single person listening. So Lord, thank you. For, for, for using our sister in this way. Thank you for using Dr. Olives in, in this way because it spoke to our very heart and our very need because every single one of us has some sort of interruption right now. So if you're listening out there and you do not know this Christ that we are hoping for, the coming of this Christ and the, 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 the resurrection that has already happened, because he died for our sin. I'm going to pray a prayer. And if you believe that Christ is Lord, that he came for your sins, died and, and suffered on the cross and was resurrected and was resurrected, then you may say this prayer with me. Lord, I am a sinner. I have gone my own way. I have walked off and I've wandered, but now I'm asking you, Father, to take me, to accept me into your kingdom. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, and there is no other God but you. And therefore, Father, come into my heart and make me new. Transform me, creating me a clean heart and renew a right spirit in me. If you have said this prior with us, please call the number 469-333-0397 and let us know of your exciting news because you are now born again 
and you are putting your hope in Christ. And in Christ alone, we can put our hope in him alone, on him, the solid rock that we stand. Thank you, Pastor. And Lord, even as, as she poured out into us, Lord, because we know this word is from your throne room, Father God. We pray, Almighty God, that you would pour back into Pastor Olive, Lord. Lord, that you would pour back into her an overflow, Father God. Lord, may she be blessed in her going out and in her coming in. May her bread and her basket will be blessed, Father God. I pray, God, that she will speak of the goodness of God, that she'll come and give us a, a testimony, Father God, as this word goes out and, and sows seeds of righteousness, of hope. Lord God, may she come back with a testimony of an answered prayer, Father God. Lord, may, may her family and her generations be blessed. And they will call her blessed, knowing, Father God, because of her, her obedience to you, Lord. Generations and generations will come to know you as Lord and as Savior. So, Lord, in Christ alone, we put our trust. All other hope is sinking sand.
to worship him throughout the course of today and the rest of our lives. Thank you for coming and meeting with us on Zoom. For those who are mixed alert, thank you for being with us. Thank you for taking the time out and, and come, coming to worship with us, Jesus Christ. Um, may the Lord bless you and may the Lord keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. May the peace of Christ be with you. May the Lord Jesus Christ, the, the God of love and his fellowship with the Holy Spirit be with you all. Thank you for coming and we will see you next week. Have a blessed week. <laughs>